The Weekly Shots Podcast with your hosts, The Shots, Randomness, Yo, Brian, The Brainchild. My whole thing in life, though, is you question everything. And Uncle Daddy. Yeah, that's me. Hello, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Shots Podcast, episode 15. Damn. We are getting there, boy. 15? I thought we were like 13 or 14. No, definitely moving up on the 15 mark. Wow, that's crazy. That's 15 weeks in a row. Our beloved Uncle Daddy is busy doing daddy things. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot on his plate right now, guys, so he'll be back with us next week. He's going up to the OC. I forgot what he said he was doing up there. You remember something with the kids? It's a wedding, I think. Oh, that's right. He's doing the whole Pretty sure they're the doing wedding. some wedding. Wedding yeah. stuff, things. And it's not just showing up to a wedding. He's pretty much the wedding. <laughs> His entire family is, you know, just like this little army that moves in and yeah. performs weddings apparently now. So, yeah. Hey, by the way, Uncle Daddy, you're going to hear this tomorrow. Good luck out there. Yeah, seriously. I hope that all works out for you. He kind of talked to me about it today. He was like, man, yeah. there's so much stuff that's going into this. It's yeah. overwhelming. He didn't realize no. what all it was going to happen. Yeah. Even though he is married. Oh, but geez. I don't know, you know. Well, That's yeah. why I don't plan for, I don't plan weddings. <laughs> well, I, we didn't either. Me and my wife, we took what was it? It was like we planned ours and executed everything within like three months. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. In his defense, though, he's surrounded by women, <laughs> so yeah, I know. bound to be a couple weddings in your future, bro. Behold. Well, if you're a Hispanic family at all, yeah, weddings and things going on all the time, and then quinceañeras. And they're not just weddings. No. They go all out, man. Oh, yeah. You would think do. somebody just bought a state. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went to a party up there. Um, we were hanging out with Rambo. I mm-hmm. went up to Rambo's. It was like, I don't know, it was like a three day event. And these people were just dancing and having a great old hee haw of a time. And this is out in the boonies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just desert everywhere mm. around you. Big boulders and shit. That's why I rode those dirt bikes. Mm. Shoulders just now starting to heal. Really? Everybody oh, yeah, got the saw. Everybody on that's listening to our podcast got to hear about my accident mm. tragically. Yeah. And now you're starting to realize that I'm healing from my tragic accident. So Where you almost yeah. died. I almost died. Dude, I ain't going to lie to you. When I was flying through the air and no motorcycle connected yeah. to my body anymore. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll cross your mind where you're like... Oh, God, dude. If I, you know, it's all snapshot. It happened so damn fast. And then the first reaction was pick the damn bike up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Don't leave your bike laying on no. the ground. Oh, my God. It ripped the bike up. And that's when I realized, well, oh, you're cool, dude. Fired <laughs> it back up, took off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Quinceaneras, yeah. freaking in Hispanic. Quinceaneras, dude, those things are like weddings. That, you know, have you that been to may one? have been what it was, Hispanic, right? These were all Mexicans, dude. And there was beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! At the well, there's beer, beer at every gathering. There's always got to be beer. This always. place is so far out there, dude. There was yeah. cows. What? Chickens. Where? Where, where was this? <laughs> Bullshit, bro. There's cows and chick. Not cows, maybe, but chickens in Carlsbad. I've well, seen yeah. them in people's. Backyards. So chickens. Well, cows. Yeah, the dude definitely has some cows yeah. and some goats. Do you know what I found out about cows today? I did not know this shit. Okay. <laughs> You should see his enthusiasm right now when he's pointing at me like I owe him money. But go ahead. I found out that cows will eat ground-nesting birds. Just like, well, what the? you think about it, though, man. Does it really see what the hell it's about to eat? No, it will, like, there's a video on YouTube. Because if it's grazing, I don't think that thing's paying attention. No, it's just grabbing uh, grass and going. I found this YouTube video where, like, this freaking cow, this bird falls out of a nest 
the cow kind of trots over to it. Oh, damn. Like and, it was a fucking apple fell yeah. out of the tree. Maybe it thought it was a, I don't know. No, and just started grubbing on that thing. And then like all the other birds were like trying to attack its head, trying to get it away from it, but it just didn't even care. <laughs> Dude, come on, bro. It's a cow. Yeah, I mean, it just a little bird care. trying to hit a big ass cow. You know how Ugh. thick their hide is. And then uh, this other video of a deer walks up to like this nest of birds and it's get it get caught on a motion sensor camera mm-hmm. for nighttime viewing. Okay. And it starts grubbing on the bird. Oh my god. It just starts grubbing on the bird. A deer. A deer. See, that's just wild. Bambi eats birds. And we eat Bambi. <laughs> and we eat birds. It, it it shocked me. I was like, my whole world's turned upside down now. I, <laughs> now I no longer feel sympathy for cows. They're bastards. They eat birds. We eat birds. And we feel sympathy. You feel well, sympathy. Well, yeah, but I mean, you always think this image of a cow is just eating some grass or whatever. You know, it's a chill animal. You don't think of it's just freaking some bloodthirsty thing that'll just start gnawing on something. they're bloodthirsty, bro. Just Straight walking birds. around in like a blood rage trying to forget. <laughs> they would possibly murk themselves. <laughs> you see that, dude? Like cows going at it. And I oh, don't yeah. know what they do, like giraffe style or... When they I don't fight, know, like run and slam into it. I mean, I dude, know. I don't know. Like giraffe cow. style, slamming heads and shit. How do cows fight? They're hoofing them to death. They I don't hoof. know. <laughs> yeah, you ever been kicked by? Uh, oh, you no. heard the term "kicked by a horse"? No, yeah. Cow knocked that ass out oh, too, yeah, boy. That too, yeah. So oh, I don't geez. know. Maybe they just take turns, take two steps, turn around, slam freaking hooves. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it was like that'd um, be kind of cool. In that Warcraft movie, I don't know if anybody's seen it. I. <laughs> I tried to watch it, man. No. I couldn't do it. Really? I just couldn't watch it. I was, yeah. There's other circumstances preventing me from being able to oh, completely just, understand what was going really? on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I couldn't. I was just like, oh hell no! I got to change something up. Oh, there's something yeah. funny. That no. was pretty. It was sincere. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How did you like it? Freaking love that movie, dude. Okay, I don't know what it is, but it seems like uh, all the critics hate that movie right now. They're just hating on it. Well, not now. It's almost out of the theaters. But uh, it's killing it. It did something like $70 million overseas in just China alone. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. <laughs> what did it do in the U.S.? Not that much. I think it maybe 20 or 30. Damn. But, but that's, that, that's like shot yeah. through the heart, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Good thing China hooked it up. Oh, yeah. We buy so. all their shit. They can at least watch our goddamn <laughs> movies, huh? Is that too much to ask? Go so, ahead. But uh, I think because of the success it had overseas... It's we're gonna get a Warcraft too because that movie was just fun. It was just a fun movie to watch. The CGI of those freaking massive orcs, spot on. This is the thing, bro. I've played the game. Yeah, well, so pretty sure I. when I started my little level one warrior running yeah. around chopping freaking pigs to death. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I didn't know anything about what was it? Zolgan? Is it Zol- Zuldan? Zuldan? Oh, Gul'dan. 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 Yeah. I, Powerful warlock. ass warlock trying to call in all kinds yeah. of hate and discontent with everybody. Yeah. Did not know that dude existed. Really? I, you know, I played that movie. I played that game a lot. Yeah. Definitely did not know who that guy was until really? Warlords and Draenor came out. Oh wow! First time I even knew anything about Zolgan, huh. even if he was imported or not. Oh yeah, like. That's and now a- you're telling me in the movie if it's just Warcraft, so he was all the way back into Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Well, was- how come you don't see him during the earlier expansions? You do. Where? Uh, okay, in everybody's bored by this. We're about but, to get wild talk now. Let's bounce out of that but, one. Go ahead and explain that one. We'll answer that up, and we'll see in, if people email us to talk about that anymore. <laughs> in The Burning Crusade, that's when you kind of first get exposed to him, and in the area of Shadow Moon Valley, there you have Gul'dan's area where you go to, and it's like his ghost is there, 
and then uh, Illidan, the end boss in that world, he's he has the skull of Gul'dan, and it's supposed to be like this mystical uh, item that he uses to gain power. So that's that's when you kind of first get exposed to who that guy is and his background. That's the thing about World of Warcraft. The storyline is so deep. It, the game's been out over 10 years. Yeah, it's a hot minute. Damn. Well, either way, I just noticed right when I turned the movie on, I was like, who the hell? I know who that guy is, but yeah. how come I didn't know he was all yeah. the way back then? Those either way, scenes, just dude. a little jump off subject there. But uh, yeah. what was we talking about? Poor Jesse. That's how no. we pretty much roll out. A good six minutes there, a little slur. But either way, Jesse's got a lot on his plate. Everybody, you know, yeah, give him a little bit of love that. this weekend. He's going to be going through a lot. Mm. A lot of ignoring, a lot of women yelling at him. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> good luck on that one, Jesse. So, yeah. Uh, how was your weekend there, Dude, Brian? Dude, my weekend. Freaking the bomb weekend. I'm a buddy of mine. He happened to have a, a spare ticket uh, for UFC 200. And uh, we ended up, he's like, hey, bro, you want to go? I was like, hell yeah, I want to go. He's like, all right. But then I was like, crap, I got to work. Oh, so, God. Oh, man. <laughs> so I had to find somebody to cover my shift. I scrambled. I started calling down my list. And it was finally like I was down to like my last like two people. Yeah. And one of them covered for me. And I was freaking thank you for that. Jason, you know damn well in the back of your mind you were making life decisions at the same time. Oh, yeah. Trying to find somebody to cover. You're like, fuck, I can go work over here at this company. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> somebody <laughs> throws down some UFC tickets in front of you. UFC 200 at that yeah. one. Oh, God. UFC 200. Yeah, not to bro. mention the experience you're going to get out of of it oh, especially no. if you're lucky go ahead yeah seriously it was uh it was at the t-mobile arena brand new arena made in vegas specifically for like mixed martial arts oh wow 16, somebody knows something's going somewhere oh yeah sixty-five thousand people were there sold out arena and so me and my buddy were driving up there and he's talking the whole time and uh his close friend uh travis brown was fighting on that card against gang velasquez didn't go his way but i mean you're talking about one of the top heavyweights of all time, Cain Velasquez. Mm-hmm. The guy never gasses out, almost except for one fight against Fabricio Verdum. But I mean, the guy's just a beast. So we're driving up there and. <laughs> <laughs> got a little carried away there, huh? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we got there and then uh, we go to the Hard Rock Hotel. Oh, no. Yeah, it's 106 degrees outside. <sighs> the ladies are out and they're, oh. and they're not wearing much. We get oh, no. <laughs> this is where the shots go. Yeah. A little sensory overload. And uh, we get to the hotel, and he's like, we're going to go up to to visit Travis Brown. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that Ronda Rousey was going to be there. Oh, no. I didn't know that. And so we're sitting there. We're waiting, you know, and uh, uh, these ladies are walking past us. There weren't even less than the little girls that are what they're wearing outside. So, but then, like, all of a sudden the elevator opens, and Travis Brown comes out. And he's six foot seven. He's a monster of a man. Brian feels one foot nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, intimidating as hell to see this guy and to know he's going to be fighting that night. And then walking next to him is Ronda Rousey. Oh, no. And I felt in- incredibly uncomfortable at the moment. <laughs> oh, I cannot even imagine what I would be going through. Oh, I would yeah. Instant sweat. 
Oh, yeah. Instant all kinds of stuff. And the weird thing is, man, she's just another goddamn person. Yeah. Why Why do you do that? You know what I'm saying? But go ahead. Tell it. I don't want to ruin the experience. <laughs> but Jesus, I do the same thing, dude. Ronda Rousey Seriously. comes around because you see all these different images and you kind of paint this image of that person in your head. Yeah. And then when it's coming true, you know, coming true You're right before your person. eyes, that image. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I guess I would have a little bit of a shock on people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about somebody who's just beat the snot out of so many chicks in the UFC. Lost one fight, got knocked out once. Yeah. But look at her past, you know, I mean, that was resume. a rough knockout too, but go ahead. Oh, so I'm seeing her walking up and she's wearing sweats and a sweatshirt, you know, just looking normal. How rude. And what I really mean? thought she was going to say she was, you know, wearing something like, <laughs> come on, bro. You just <laughs> ruined everything, man. <laughs> Sweatpants. Oh, yeah. But I mean, just the normal. You. And so, you I'm know, pretty sure she made those sweatpants definitely not look like they were bought from Walmart. <laughs> no. But go ahead. Yeah. So we go up to their hotel room and, uh, you know, she's apologizing for the mess. And I'm like, don't even worry about it. You know, whatever. So, <laughs> this seems like, whatever. I'm cool. And uh, <laughs> First class all the way up here. So I'm thinking this whole time, I don't want to look like a freaking idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I that's the last thing I want to do. Because I, I have a tendency to say stupid shit and make myself look stupid and then make everything awkward. If you haven't, if people don't know that about me yet. <laughs> so I'm praying. <laughs> Cabinet. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm praying to Jesus that I don't do something stupid. <laughs> just randomly be standing there looking cool, and every sudden you're just like, tough loss. Oh, God, I just said that out loud. You know, oh, no. <laughs> no, I was Good. not going to mention that. But, you know, she had her laptop open or his, and then she had World of Warcraft up on the oh, laptop. Oh, I knew it was coming. She yeah. was going to be a wild head. Yeah, so, you See, know. See, there's a reason why we brought wild up in the beginning in this yeah. goddamn episode, because... Kind of had a sixth sense that maybe Ronda Rousey plays wild, but go yeah. ahead. And so, how I'll, many level nineteen warriors does she have? Oh, that thing was full. <laughs> oh God, it looked full. She a tank or what? I, well, she it looked like she had something of every class of every type of character on that laptop. I mean, the whole list of possible characters was full. All Alliance, if you know who that is. What I that don't know is. about you, man, but when I'm watching UFC and they're like promoting all this shit, it looks like they wake up at two thirty in the morning and are kicking bags until. 1 30 in the morning yeah. the next morning they get like an hour of sleep that's how much training these fighters do they do a lot this yeah. girl's got a page full of 100s man i don't know yeah i think she's got a lot of time on her hands well yeah well they their their schedule is funky because like say if they're fighting mm-hmm. at like eight or nine o'clock at night oh yeah they They'd want their yeah they want their body to be peaked at that time so what they're gonna do is they're gonna sleep in late yeah sure we you know, wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning all yeah, right i guess i need yeah. to go sweat and break people's faces yeah so they, that's got to be a pretty good life if you're good at it oh, actually good, i don't know man that's a rough i business. would not you know what dude i, I mean i, I I don't feel like I would be afraid to fight somebody if yeah. I absolutely needed to. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, dude, I don't want to fuck nobody up for my goddamn money. Yeah. That's, That's just not my style, no. I guess. Yeah. And and I couldn't do rough. it. It's I rough. couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I could fight for like a trophy or something, but I don't know. I Actually, I'm pretty sure if I got into a fight and they were going to give me a couple million dollars, I'd do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, man, I don't know. Well, it, it's I would not want that to be my primary yeah. source of income. It takes a certain mentality to do that. And we're not in that kind of a sport because we don't have that mentality. Ergo, we should stop talking about that. So <laughs> let's go ahead. No, you know, that's his point cool. being. We have yeah. no fucking clue what we're talking about when it comes to that mentality. what goes through their mind or yeah. anything like that. So, yeah. They're yeah, just a point. different breed of people, man. And... But, you know, we were sitting in there in the hotel room. You know, Travis Brown is laying on the bed, and Rhonda's sitting on the edge, and we're all kind of talking and, you know, joking around and stuff. And, 
it was comfortable. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey was really just cool. You know, and she didn't. You didn't. You basically broke down your little wall there. Yeah. Or did you even have a wall? Oh, I had. I don't know, man. I didn't have a wall. I wanted to make sure I did not make them feel uncomfortable at all. You know, by me because they don't know who I am. I'm a friend of their friend, so I'm just some stranger to them. And it's a it's a really intimate setting, you know. He's fighting later that day. Yeah, no offense, I'm pretty sure they didn't see any harm in you. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> you course, know, they're not worried about saying? me. Yeah, holy fuck, her and you know, oh, all her and yeah. him there together. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Beat yeah. both their asses? <laughs> Come on, bro, take their wallet. <laughs> you're not Seriously. mugging either, about it. No. You know, you're not. Yeah, and I've seen I bet that. they weren't they, they weren't scared at all. Oh, no. And I'm pretty sure she knows you play well now. Yeah, and so we just tell me about the conversation on that. Uh, we talked about it. Let me you interview know. you this weekend. What was the <laughs> conversation about? Yeah. You obviously saw she had like 17,000 characters. Yeah. What did y'all talk about? Well, we talked about rating uh, in oh, WoW no. and if she does it. And she likes to do that kind of stuff. She enjoys it. And Travis Brown, he's not into that thing. And then when we talked about, you know, one of the things that they could do is, uh, you know, monetize it. You know, stream, live stream that you're playing. You know, get a Twitch channel up and running and, and people will pay you know, you can get money for people watching you play video games. And that was like a new concept of Travis Brown. He never heard of that. And, uh, <laughs> Damn, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. And so Rhonda knew about it. And uh, and I guarantee you with Rhonda's following, if she started streaming. Oh, God. The people. Drop a server off. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You had to dedicate a Rhonda Rousey server. Yeah. And I mean, I know all the questions that people are asking, you know, did you know if I asked her if she was going to fight again or or, you know, you know what's going on with her or did, you didn't ask her any of that kind of didn't bullshit. want no i didn't good. want to you know what good on you yeah that just that shows your character dude because i mean i'm sure if anybody's a reporter listens i'm like oh my god you blew it you know you could have yeah. had like an interview of a lifetime or ask for a you picture you weren't there for a fucking interview no. you were there just you know to hang out and next thing you know yeah. she comes walking up why ruin her night right? no or ask for a picture you know? I probably would have asked the goddamn picture. I ain't lying to you. That would have been hard. <laughs> Seriously. That would have been, I'm like, oh, God, I've been fighting it for the past, like, second. Yeah. And I basically decided that I need to ask you for a picture. Yeah. yeah. I would have got a picture. But it's it would have took like, a second for me to get over the fact that I'm And I thought about an that. asshole. I thought about that. But it's just like the intimacy of the setting. You know, you're in their hotel room. He's getting ready to fight. You can feel the nerves in the air just a little bit. You, you can feel how Rhonda is concerned for him and what's going to happen later oh, that night. yeah, you got a point. You definitely got to ask him first. And uh, <laughs> before he gets his ass beat, because I think he did lose, didn't <laughs> oh, he? Oh, yeah, he lost bad. Did yeah, he get his ass beat or yeah. did he just lose? But, I mean, it's like I said before. He fought yeah. one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Damn. You know, Cain Velasquez, you know. Oh. So he knows what to expect from that fight. And so now what he can do is he can go back to the, the training grounds and and prepare for that kind of battle again because now he knows what he what level he needs to be at to fight Cain Velasquez. Yeah, because he's a top ten guy. Huh? Oh, he's yeah, he's number one or number two heavyweight. Cain Velasquez time. is yeah number one, number two. Yeah. But what was uh, Travis was Travis. number? I think at the time he was like number five or six. Oh, so he just dropped down a little more. Huh? But or was he fighting an upper? He was fighting Cain Velasquez, which was number one or two. So he's fighting an upper echelon guy. And what Cain Velasquez did to Travis Brown. There's only a few guys in the world that could do that to Travis Brown. Yeah. And Kane is one of them. I mean, you're talking Travis Brown. He's a top 10 heavyweight. I mean, you, you watch the, the training videos of this guy and his kicks. They're, they're just shockingly powerful. And he's just a super athletic guy. So, 
for anybody to do that to him is is ridiculous. God damn. And uh, so yeah, I got to meet those two guys. And then we went and kind of went went around and ate some food. You could tell who was there to see the UFC fight. You know, everybody's wearing their UFC shirts. And so stuff you were like just that. basically just chilling with them just the whole night. Out. Well, not the whole night, but for you know maybe for 15, 20 minutes. Oh god, not so you long. You guys basically had about you you were time hacked like a motherfucker, huh? You got yeah. into the apartment or the hotel. Yeah. Kind of a nervous living. Oh, you play wow. Oh, that's cool. You know, you can make money off that. Yeah, yeah that's that's cool. Was it kind of like that, or was she like devoting attention to you? Oh no, yeah, we were that's eye contact cool. and talking, and she was really cool and and cordial, and you know, just a good person as far as I can tell. I mean, everybody's got their bad days, their sure. rough moments. Yeah, your boyfriend you know. is about to get his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be kind of rough. Yeah. And, or uh, he could win and advance forward and oh get God. his ass kicked later, possibly, or keep advancing. So that's one hell of a gamble, man. Yeah, or look at the monster in front of him. If he beat Cain Velasquez, he's got Brock Lesnar staring at him. God damn. Hey, I've heard some mixed reviews here, man. Was that dude able to do steroids? What's the deal with that? He got tested multiple times, but okay. he didn't get tested. Um, he got tested before the fight, but not extended periods out. So, like, you know, a lot of fighters throughout their training camp, they're getting tested. Brock Lesnar was not getting tested out, you know, weeks and or a month or two before the fight for steroids. Oh, man. Dude, I'm telling you right now, man, it doesn't look like he was just eating your standard McDonald's and <laughs> double cheeseburger know. to get that big, bro. <laughs> he was That dude is massive. Oh, my and God. And that looks like it's got a little bit of... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A little bit yeah. of that DNA floating around in somebody's yeah. body. And it's it's a whole other thing when you see that guy inside the ring live... And you see how much space he's taking up in the ring, and you're just going. Oh, shit. You're going. Oh, There's water. If there was water up to that point, it would be spilling over oh when he's God. walking around. Just such a massive human being he is, and just so fast. I mean, what he did to Mark Hunt, yeah. The way he manhandled Mark Hunt of 265 pounds and dropped him on his head like he was a bag of rice. <laughs> Why rice? Because it's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I'm just curious. I was rice. Bag but it's of rice. Just bag like, of peas. Bag of peas. Um, bag of bag. ice. Yeah. I mean, he just. But a bag of rice. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. a. It's terrifying to see that amount of power in one person. Just to see what he could do to somebody else, and there was nothing. Did it look like he had a horse strapped to him, <laughs> so he had a couple <laughs> horsepower to kick and do all Seriously. this? Seriously, I didn't get to see the fight. I was, really? uh, yeah, I was. I worked late Saturday night. Oh, I worked sucks. real late on Saturday night. It's all good though. It's work. I yeah. got to make that money, man. Yeah, but I mean, so, if, yeah. if anybody ever gets the opportunity to go see any UFC fight live, it is like no other experience. The roar yeah. of the crowd and just how it reverberates and everybody there is cool as hell in the in the stadium there's no fights breaking out there's no stupid meatheads being dicks to everybody else everybody's just cool to each other <laughs> most people are probably somewhat assuming that the next guy may be a freaking ninth degree black belt and something well, yeah. that may fuck me up if Seriously. i get an attitude like uh so, yeah i can kind of see that sitting behind me after he got done knocking out diego sanchez was joe lausen he was just sitting right behind me and that dude's a high level black belt jujitsu He's got knockout power, and he's just sitting right behind me. Should have spilled your drink on him. See what he did. <laughs> and then, and then, oh. Here and, lies Brian. Yeah, seriously. Sp- spills drinks no more. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Choked out. Dirt nap. <laughs> oh, God. And then to the left of us was uh, Juliana Pena's family, mm-hmm. you know, and she got, and she beat freaking, um, oh, gosh, I can't think of the name, but she beat the chick that night. 
I mean, and then behind us uh, was a, a huge Brazilian entourage, all cheering for freaking all the Brazilian fighters. Oh no! I mean, it was just. You Did know. you bring your American flag, wrap in it, and <laughs> I walk almost, to the chair? You should have, bro. You're freaking, <laughs> hey, man, you do the freaking, they got the fighter walk. They got the yeah. flag. They're doing their yeah. shit. Hey, man, you got the viewer walk Yeah, with your flag. Represent. No, I was going to wear a Conor McGregor shirt. Now I'm glad I didn't. Oh. I would have been murked by those Brazilians. Oh, man, dude. I don't know if I'd be rolling with somebody else's shit on. I'd just wear whatever. Yeah, but he was there. Uh, Holly Holm was there, and you could see them. Uh, you could see uh, Bruce Buffer, you know, in his suit. You could see Joe Rogan down there, you know, talking with uh, Goldie and talking to the camera. Should have made like a paper airplane and threw it down you there. Hit him in the back yeah. of the head. Bow, you you could have hit that? those guys. Don't worry about it. So. Did you see that left hook? You hit him in the head with that paper <laughs> airplane. Yeah. He'll but kick I kick mean, one of those little footballs. Remember in school? Yeah. Make a little paper football. <laughs> kick that so much down there. Right in the back of the head. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. But, was uh, Goldberg announcing with him? Yeah, Goldberg was there. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it's one thing to see these fighters on the TV. They're, you know, these guys that are ripped and they're yeah. in shape. I mean, these killers. And then when you see them in person, live, holy crap, these guys are, I mean, intimidating. But what about view advantage? Is it, I mean, at home watching pay-per-view, cameras are strategically placed where you oh, see yeah, and they yeah. can switch, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I could see, I, well, this is the deal. Back in the day, I used to watch uh, Monster Truck, you know, the Monster yeah. Truck, their freaking all that yeah. stuff, you know, with all the Monster Trucks jumping, Grave yeah. Digger and all those things. And I was like, oh, those are bad as hell. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Growing up. Loud. I took my kids to one. Yeah. I took Jaden and Jace to the one down here at the... Um, San Diego Sports Arena? I don't think it's the San Diego Sports Arena. It was the baseball field. Oh, Qualcomm. Qualcomm. Yeah. That's the... That's not the Petco baseball. Park. Petco, yeah. There you go. It was in Petco Park. Yeah. But either way, that was loud. Like it that. was super loud. Yeah. And yes, it did add to the experience because oh, yeah. you can feel in your in chest. The, yes. You feel it. Yes, you feel that it. Base. So, yeah. There you go. I can see that. At least experience it once so you can kind of relive it mm-hmm. if you're watching it on a TV again. Yeah. You can kind of, you know. Maybe even share the both the best worlds. But yeah, I've never I have actually been to one NFL game. Uh, down here at San Diego, mm. uh, I watched a game that I can't remember who it was. It was Chargers or somebody. Mm. And then I watched, um, was it USC play somebody else? Mm. College football down here. Trojans, yeah. Yeah, the Trojans. I watched yeah. them play somebody else. That was actually kind of cool, too, yeah. man. The college was just no different than NFL to me. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really see shit. <laughs> I was way up there. Oh, in yeah. The top. That's oh, sucks. Come on, bro. But it's. Um you look like you had a good vantage point in that UFC fight, it was, bro. Yeah, we had, I got a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. Um, they didn't, like... It's, it's The other thing, too, is just to see all those legends. Like, to see Anderson Silva fight live. I mean, he's probably one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time that we'll ever see. And you never know if it's going to be their last fight. Yeah. Damn. I I'd be a good promoter for going and watching UFC. Seriously. You better go, go watch them now. They may not ever fight again. They may get hurt. Oh, but here's a tip for people who want to go watch the fight. Okay, so the ticket uh, would have cost me seven hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but if you wait till like the day of or the day before, there's always people trying to get rid of tickets for three fifty, four hundred bucks. Usually, it's a family member of the fighters who just have extra tickets and they can't do anything with them. <laughs> Damn. So do it that way, and then I mean, shoot, yeah, you have some cheap tickets. Damn, may even have some damn good tickets. Oh too. yeah, my tickets. Yeah, my tickets were really darn close. Yeah. I was maybe six rows away. Uh, no, 
less than that five four five rows away from like the best seats that are just on the floor yeah so i mean we had some really good seats i'll try to upload some more pictures to uh the facebook page and maybe to our uh website website yeah that would be kind of cool so a couple pictures on the website everybody can kind of see what you you know here in the conversation you can kind of see what yeah. what it was the view was from oh and the other thing too to announce mm-hmm. the UFC is officially sold now it is four, who bought them uh it was a combination of two different groups img and another one and it was for four billion billion dollars billion billion four billion dollars and they're not going to get rid of dana white they're keeping him of course they are. He's the face of USC right now. And guess they're changing his pay structure too. Oh, I'm sure he's, he's getting a little bit of a cut, or maybe no, even more. He's getting paid nine percent, basically like a commission on the on the UFC every year. Dude, do you know what that kind of sounds like? Hmm. Imagine if you were a fucking fighter, hmm. and you found out because I've heard a lot of people say Dana White needs to go. It's not the best thing for the fighters. He's not well, obviously he's trying to make money. UFC is trying to make money, but the way the way it kind of came across to me that Dana needed to go, somebody else needed to come in, and whenever somebody buys them out, mm-hmm. Dana will be gone, and somebody will structure it right, and it mm-hmm. can actually turn into where fighters are actually making enough to eat. Yeah, I mean that's you know what, what I'm saying. But yeah. that kind of sounds to me mm-hmm. like. We're going to keep Dana and give him even more than what he was yeah, already getting is yeah. almost a slap in every fighter's face. It, that it I kind can of think is. Of. Especially after that. Because uh, all I ever hear is Dana needs to go, Reebok needs to go, you know, and yeah. it could be so much better. I don't know. I don't well, know. I think, okay, because Dana's already cutting back on his schedule a bit. He's cutting back on how much he's investing his time into the UFC. And then he'll manage a team that does it. Mm, I think what's going to happen is he's going to continuously take back his role a bit uh-huh. and he's just probably going to stick around long enough to make sure that the transition is smooth huh. um, but we're probably going to start getting presented more with the face of the person who's going to replace him soon And but yeah I mean it's like with that NBA deal that just went through recently uh-huh. um, with the TV deal all the NBA players got a cut of that they These, got a cut of a TV deal. What do you mean? Uh, the, a TV deal signed a contract with the NBA for I think what was it was like two billion dollars. Damn. Yeah, for all of their games. And so, but what they did is they gave all the players a cut. I don't know exactly how much. Jesse could probably fill me on the details when he gets back. I think they should have done the same thing with the roster of the UFC fighters. All the fighters got a cut of the UFC. Purchase. They should have for four billion dollars. Hey, they're an employee of it. I mean, without the fighters, there is no UFC. Damn. They are the UFC. It's a character. You think you smell a suing going on? No, I don't think so. I think what we're going to... It's already in their contracts, dude. They probably what can't the, the way The way it sounds when you hear the mm-hmm. you know other podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they're talking like, go ahead and think you're getting out of a contract. Yeah. <laughs> They've got that shit locked down. I think if the fighters got together and all decided together to unionize, I think... I mean, without them, there is no... It's not like... Um, Another another guy put it really well. It's not like the Yankees or the New York Knicks or, yeah. or whatever. They're the owned Celtics, by a team. That the brand, the Yankees, is not going anywhere. It doesn't matter who's on the roster. The Yankees are still the Yankees, and the Yankees are going to make money. Well, this is just the first, the beginning of it, man, in a, in a way that's just now starting to take off. It's starting to gain a lot. Well, it's already gained oh, traction. Yeah. 
UFC is getting out of control. Not out of control, but I'm just saying it's getting it's, big. It's getting big. Yeah. Now think about it when football was like that. A team is going to be like a camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it'll start getting to where it's not even about the individual fighter anymore. It's going to get so big that it's going to be about camps. Which camp has more victories and whatever? I can possibly next see thing that. you know, you're not voting for the individual. You can still do that. You can have yeah. your favorites. You have favorites on football teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You still don't know everybody's goddamn name on a team unless you're a diehard Chargers fan. Yeah. So if you're a diehard camp fan because there's getting so much attention, then now yeah. you're knowing the names of the fighters underneath that camp. I think that would be pretty wild if they could figure out how to do that. And then it just turns into the same structures almost like the NFL. But it's always going to be the better fighter, the better money, and it's yeah. structured that way. It's always going to be, though, it's such an individual based sport. You can't, if somebody goes into the ring and they lose the fight. Yeah. They can't blame anybody else besides themselves. They can't blame anybody. But your camp is what's, you know, keeping you up to speed training. It's whatever camp mm-hmm. that you're staying with, right? You know, you, you have a trainer. Well, if you it, know what I'm saying? But if, if he's in a yeah. certain camp, then all those yeah. trainers get together and they're they're improving mm-hmm. their team. Just like it, the team has a head coach. Yeah. And then they have other defensive coach. They have the offensive coach. They have whatever. And they're running yeah. plays just like, you know, whatever. But, I mean, in the, in the case of, like, say, football, it, the quarterback has to be able to throw a pass accurately in or, to the running back or whoever so he can catch the ball sure. to, to score. And then the blockers need to block properly. There's more, there's more exactly. wheels in the cog, yeah. But, there are more cogs in the wheel. I get it. But with, uh, with, the, with mixed martial arts, it's if you don't feel like you're getting enough for your team, go switch teams. Go get a different coach. Go somewhere else. It's all on you. You need to make sure you're getting the attention you need and the training that you need and taking the supplements that you need in order to be successful. It's all on you. Imagine if football was like that. That would be crazy. Yeah. It would it would dissolve. Yeah. So just, you'd almost seem like it's not even sustainable. Mm. Your teams would be a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Or whoever dies bitter. Yeah. I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see now what happens with this new company that takes over and what's going to happen to the UFC over the next few years. Yeah. I mean, this is such a... I love the sport. I followed the sport for years. It just hurts my heart to know that there's so much fucking money moving through the UFC and the fighters hardly get shit. Unless you're just a lucky go lucky. It's like boxing in a way. You know, I don't know. You seem it, it just seems like that shit should filter down. It that whole to. Reebok thing. I'm pretty sure Reebok ain't going out of business anytime soon. No, that wasn't filtered down to the fines. But I may be mm. talking out of my ass because I'm only listening to one source. You know, one or yeah. two sources, and they yeah. may be biased. I don't know. What yeah. do you, What are your decisions or what are your conclusions on that kind of stuff? I think Reebok's going to get booted. I don't think it's going to stick around. It's not a good deal for the UFC, as far as I can tell. Hmm. You know the the outfits look like crap. The fighters aren't getting paid enough. I mean, how does the Reebok deal benefit the UFC other than giving a little bit of legitimacy? Nobody's. It's like somebody else once said, "Who's wearing Reeboks in the streets? Nobody's wearing. Nobody's buying Reebok shoes." Yeah, I don't have any Reebok. No. I haven't bought Reeboks probably since I was twelve. Yeah, <laughs> that's all there is to it. I've I mean, always been an ASIC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ASIC. New Balance. So New Balance. Well, yeah. New Balance. That's what I ran the marathon. It was a New yeah, Balance. Nikes. I mean, you know, those are legitimate brands where... I can't use Nike. They give me really? shin splints. Oh, I get shin splints so bad really? when I run in Nikes. But if I run in a set of Asics yeah. or New Balance, I don't get it. I don't get shin splints yeah. until the shoe gets wore out. If the yeah. shoe's wore out, you're going to get them, bro. You know what's one thing weird that they did, though, with this UFC 200? Mm-hmm. The mat was yellow. Ooh. No idea why. Cannot understand why. Yellow. I was like, why are we doing this in yellow? And... Um, 
you know, maybe it has something to do with the Brazilian flag. Was it yellow on TV? Yeah, it was yellow on TV. You and know what I'm saying? I didn't know monster. if it was just that green backdrop thing that they can just place whatever <laughs> green the backdrop they want. Yeah, on. but it was like yellow I and think green. They would do that. That would be a lot cheaper than freaking covering up blood. Whoever's there, see it alive. You're seeing the carnage. But yeah. by God, the people at home, we just keep Maybe putting a layer it. over it, a layer over it, change it up yeah. every time. It, you know, I don't blood know why spatter. they did it. They go in front of it, they cut it out, put another one in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, they pick that color because of its ability to, I don't know. Amplify tra- red. <laughs> amplify red. Uh, uh-huh. Transmit a message. I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. It was like a yellow mat, and then it had a green monster in the center. So, I mean, totally, it, it could be like a Brazilian theme, uh, but I don't know. Because I know colors huh. are used to you transmit know, messages. Yeah, colors are used to transmit messages. You know what green happens to be? Huh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Green. Uh, I got this off of uh, a website. I was just messing around, reading on websites, trying to see what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Yeah. Go into it, and I will put it up on the website. It looks like it is consumer or psychology of consumer decision making. It's kind of quite. It's kind of psychology of consumer decision making. <clears throat> yeah. Psychology, psychology. you know, the um, yeah. psychological warfare we fight every day. We get into a vehicle and drive. There's shit being flashed in front of yeah. your face all the time. Yeah. Now in your house. Oh, yeah. my God, dude, we are under attack. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so, well, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we were talking about the whole green. Or what, what color was it again? Yellow and green. Yellow, optimistic and youthful. Maybe they were sending a message to the future buyers. Ooh. Uh, yeah, optimistic, useful, or youthful, uh-huh. often used to grab attention to window shoppers. Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Green. Associated with wealthy. Oh, Look how freaking go. wealthy we are, and we're a good choice. Come on yeah. over and buy us. The easiest color for the eyes to process, used to relax in stories. Green. Green. Huh. Used to relax. So, relax. We're worth a lot of money, mm. but we just throw a little dab of yellow in there, huh. make you optimistic. Yeah, gotta go get it. You See, know what I'm saying? Those are the you know just a couple of the different colors. Let me breeze over that real quick, and then we kind of you know mm-hmm. run into it. So you've got red. Red obviously gives you energy. You know, energy increased heart rate creates urgency, mm. which is kind of interesting, mm. uh, and is often seen in clearance sales. Yeah, they always, yeah. To always red. red. Like, oh, Urgency, God, if I don't do it attention. now, they're going, you know, I'm going to come back in 10 minutes and they're going to be gone. Huh. So, yeah, I read over yellow. You've got blue creates the sensational, the sensation of trust and security. Oh, wow. Blue. What is the first uh, first thing that comes to your mind when you think blue? Blue? Uh, Best Buy. Are they blue? Well, they're blue and then their thing is yellow. Oh, the urgency. The ur- no, not ur- that. That one's um, yellow's optimistic and yeah. youthful, often to grab attention. Attention, this is safe. Yeah, come in and buy all your stuff. So, often seen with banks and businesses. Yeah, AT and T. Yeah, there's um, a lot of them. Um, we went over green. Now uh-huh. orange, aggressive, creates a call to action. Subscribe, buy or sell. Really? Yeah, orange. That's interesting. But I'm pretty sure orange can have a reverse effect. Uh, pink, romantic, feminine, used to market products to women and young girls. Jesse, that's why you're always surrounded in pink. Because <laughs> everything is marketed to girls. And that's it. Black, powerful, and sleek. Ooh. I like that. Used to market luxury products. 
Ooh. So if I'm trying to market something, black slacks is probably a good idea. Oh, wow. Black shoes, black slacks, black belt. Control. Uh, control. Powerful and sleek. Used to market luxury products. I wonder what... Let's see here. Who, um, who markets in black? People in New York. Yeah. Everything's... Everything's Expensive, black. huh? Purple, used to soothe and calm, often seen in beauty and anti-aging products. So, <clears throat> you know, I was actually kind of curious about that because remember how I went on like a five million year rant on, you know, advertising and mm-hmm. medicines and yeah. all this stuff. The medical field's got the auditory cue down pat, but it's when you see a color, uh, I was reading on the website that it said that, you know, a lot of the owners say that people can recognize a brand faster than the design the words or anything the color is what the first thing that you process i guess mm-hmm. by the time the pro- the color is already processed you already know what you're looking at mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so when you you know think to yourself damn i need dawn soap wherever you normally buy that dawn soap is that's color you see that color in your mind or something mm-hmm. like that. it's pretty crazy when they think about it when, mm-hmm. when you think about it almost like um the you know the whole black thing you do kind of all your expensive jewelry all that stuff Mm -hmm. you know very very expensive things Mm -hmm. think about it most people are usually wearing a black skirt or black you know pinstripe pants Mm. or something like that you know a suit Mm -hmm. so yeah it kind of does black does you know give you that little bit of oh this is nice luxury luxury yeah Yeah. when you think about when i'm just kind of pondering it for a second but yeah, I mean, salesman, hell, I was uh, looking at a car today, a Toyota Prius I'm mm. kind of looking at for gas mileage. But, uh, yeah, the guy was wearing black slacks, mm. believe it or not, which Prius isn't necessarily a luxury item, but it's a, a pretty expensive purchase, right? Well, yeah, I mean, um, and the thing is, is like if they know the effects that colors have on the mind and how they're going to affect your thought process, it's going to be used against you in advertising, you know, you're always use, they use the color green. Okay, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you money gram? Yeah, money or like, oh, it's safe. It's green. Nature, yeah. no, nature, damn, calming. You're damn right, nature, calming, everything. Calming. Don't worry, this isn't gonna kill you, even no. though we really don't know. And BP oil, what color is their logo? Logo, it's green. It is, and they're probably one of the most evil freaking corporations out there. What color is Walmart blue? Blue. Yeah, yeah trust, trust us. us. Yeah. We're cheap. Yeah, We're cheap, China. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> Uh, let's see what what was another one that, that stands out to you color wise that just jumps out Lowe's and Home Depot, those are Lowe's is blue, Home Depot's yellow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. In and Out is red and white. Mm-hmm. Their colors, main colors, are red and white. What's oh, yellow because they're a little arrow. Yeah, they have that yellow, optimistic, useful, grabbing attention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, red. Mm-hmm. Uh, creates urgency, often seen in clearance. Uh, what was it? Was it yellow or red? That fast food, it was on a different thing I was reading. It said that fast food industries like to throw this color in there because yeah. it, it's red. I'm pretty sure it's attention. red. Yeah. That it, it gets your attention, or the yellow gets your attention. The red excites your hunger. Mm. As soon as you see it, you see the logo, the colors, and you instantly start getting hungry. Isn't that yeah. wild? But you got to think, though, it's not going to work on everything you see that's red. It's only when you associate your body with a, doing an action after seeing that color, I mm. would assume. Yeah. Don't you think that would have a good big play on it? And I think repetition, too, is going to play a big factor in that. So, in essence, you would actually be able to say somewhat, I mean, hypothetically, that 
our bodies, you really can't say psychologically that we are programmed to think that way with these colors or were we just trained over time? I think trained over time. With, you see like, what I'm saying? So yeah. maybe that's just a human-created thing, psychological it is. creation. It's like, um, okay, because I found this out. I was like, I wanted to look into why is pink for girls and blue for boys? And was it always that way? It actually, back in the, like, the 50s and 60s, it was considered the opposite. Because pink is such a strong, intense color yeah. for a long time that they thought that pink should be for boys and blue should be for girls. Because blue is a much more subdued, calming, yeah. less less intense color. Ooh, tame the boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And, uh, I ain't gonna lie to you, dude. I had a pink shirt back in the day. I was <laughs> back like, in the 80s, bro. Dude, I was like probably yeah. 16, 17. That's 90s. Late yeah, 90s. Late 90s. Uh, definitely rocked a pink shirt yeah. one night with I some black pink pants. Tie. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought I looked good. Oh, yeah. I probably looked like a ridiculous. Mm. It's all good, mm. though. That was back yeah. in the day. I won't do it now. But, Actually, you know what? I don't know. Would you rock a pink shirt? shirt? No. No, because oh I, god, I don't know if this is kind of uh, the wrong thing to say, but I'm pretty sure up in San Francisco there was a guy at work uh, last week. He was like, there was a shirt that said mm-hmm. had the rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it literally had a rainbow on the front with it, on the front of it, and he just he uh, he was like, I didn't want it for the rainbow. I just wanted to rock the shirt, but I'm not gay. But he just wanted to rock <laughs> the shirt. That's what it says on the shirt. That's I'm not funny. gay. I just wanted to rock the the rainbow or rock the shirt. That's, Isn't that weird? Yeah, why does that distinction need to be made? About and, that you're not well, gay? Because what, the rainbow now is affiliated with gay. Which is, that's something I want to look into at some point because it's like, okay. Obviously, this is feeding back to me at my theory of we're being trained into what colors are supposed to make oh, us feel like. But go ahead. Yeah. I wanted to justify the whole gay thing. Well, okay, because the, rain, the rainbow used to be a religious symbol. That it wasn't for leprechauns? No. Um, in the Old Testament, it talks about it, where the rainbow was given as a sign of God saying, I'm never going to flood the earth again like I did during the Great Flood in the time of Noah. And then after that ended, he put the rainbow in the sky as a sign that say that this will never happen again. Damn. Almost like he was repenting of it in a way. So it was a religious symbol, in a sense, of yeah. God's covenant with man. And then now somehow that that has got changed into a symbol for the the gay pride movement. Wow. And I've always yeah. thought that that was odd. I was just thinking to myself, well, if it was raining for was that 40 days 40 and 40 days. nights, yeah. Yeah. Um, then when it started to stop raining and clear and the sun came out, it would produce a little yeah. rainbow and give people whoever was able to see it. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, about 40 days and 40 nights. That's a weird thing because that pops up a lot. That's how long uh, Jesus fasted for. That's how long John the Baptist fasted for. That's how long I think even Elijah fasted for, 40 days and 40 nights. That just keeps coming up over and over again. There's well, We just dipped into religion real quick, huh? Well, more like numerology Yeah. in the study of like the numbers and the meanings behind them. Well, then, understandably so that every number is going to come up eventually. You can always, there's always going to be an algorithm to pull up a number that you're really wanting to find. Well, all numbers yeah. are going to lead to a number and that well, number. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Eventually, over time, with whatever formula that you do, isn't that how they yeah. found the square root of pi or whatever? That whatever I don't 3. know. 3.14. Yeah, isn't there like a number had that something to do with it? Well, a yeah. common or something like that I, is. I don't, know. I don't even know. I don't know. But let's I do get, know. Let's come back to reality here. Yeah, yeah. We're but I do to know that that ties into the golden ratio, where we kind of talked about that before in another podcast, where. 
that kind of goes into geometry and sacred geometry and that study and that's just a fascinating subject how certain patterns are always in space mm-hmm. and in nature i think we talked about, didn't we didn't i mention last our last podcast that i was standing out in the front yard and you could see but out there uh i was standing out there in the yard i got mm-hmm. off work late mm-hmm. sun was already down it was like eight thirty o'clock eight thirty at night I'm standing outside. I turn around to look at the truck to make sure all the lights were off because that thing's got a weak-ass battery hmm. in it. Yeah. But either way, uh, I look up, and you see the moon, a little slither of the moon, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see Jupiter, and then you can see Saturn, and mm-hmm. then you can see Mars. Oh, wow. But they were spread out at just the right amount to where you could visualize exactly on the Earth where you are in relation to the solar system. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? By how curved. Well, they cool. were in the sky. Yeah. It gave me the ability to somewhat step back and envision. Because mm-hmm. you know you're on the north, you know, you're on the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. But you could kind of see in relation our tilt. Mm-hmm. Or actually our tilt this way because the planet started to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could just see the orbit the orbit mm-hmm. field and visualize yeah. it. Which was amazing. Yeah. I won't lie to you. It just motivated me to get my camera back out. Which, yeah. by the way, I figured out huh. how to make it so that my camera... Uh-huh. I can put it in the telescope. Really? And yeah, I can take pictures of whatever I'm looking at. Oh, that's the telescope. cool. Now, remember that picture I took of Saturn? I don't yeah. know if I ever put it up on the website, you but I did take a picture of Saturn. It's not like, dude, sorry, it's not the Hubble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This thing's on <laughs> Earth. It's a little Orion yeah. space probe, 130 yeah. GT or something like that. Yeah. Either way, beautiful picture of Saturn. You can literally see the black in between the planet and the rings. Oh, that's cool. It was that good. That yeah, good. I'll put yeah. that up on the website. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird how you can see all that stuff. No, but it, you were, you were, I'm kind of tie this back in. You were talking about how um, things in the sky stay in one spot. That's where I was going on this. Sorry, this little tangent here, but mm. because the things stay in one spot, you can see that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't go ahead. Well, that, that's a great thing. Nothing's staying in, like we're on this tiny little blue marble. Oh man. Circling a fireball flying through space. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I think about that. I'm like, son of a gun. That is just a crazy thing to think about. Have you seen anything flying through space? Um, personally, yeah. I've seen some things where I'm like, that does not look like I'll see a star and it's moving. I mean, maybe that's just a satellite or maybe it's something else flying through space. Like, I've never seen any UFOs personally. Not yet. Even though I'd love to. But um, there's a lot of evidence for... UFOs. I mean, the amount of videos and pictures and eyewitness accounts, you just can't discount it as a, a real phenomenon. You just can't say, oh, UFOs are fake. No, they have to be real. I mean, there's just way too much evidence for them. I uh, was looking at Jupiter yeah. through my telescope one time. Yeah. Uh, definitely saw something flying through space. But this what? is the thing. I swear to you, Brian. Swear to you. Okay, now you need to explain this. 100% swear to you. Okay. I was looking through a telescope at yeah. Jupiter. You could see four of the moons. Yeah. Four of the moons. You could see four of the moons going around Jupiter. And you can seriously, you can see the gas bands of uh-huh. Jupiter. There's that. You can make out four of them. Wow. Sometimes five if the light, yeah. if, if you're just right. Now, I'm sure if I went out to the desert. Yeah. I would be able to see so much clearer oh, yeah. because you don't have the light pollution and yeah. you know the air pollution, light pollution yeah. to deal with out in the desert. Since there was somebody uh, who said that, talked about that once, to just quickly interject. It's like we we spend so much time looking down. 
we, and even when if we look up, we can't even really see the stars anymore because of all the light pollution, like you just said. And I think back in the days before all this light pollution was there, we were able to look up at the sky and see the Milky Way and see the billions of stars and get kind of more of an idea of our nothingness and unimportant and yet at how amazing it is that we just exist at oh, all. God, dude, you could see the depth. Dude, I'm from Alabama. Yeah. And I, I was from the country of Alabama. Oh, wow, really? This was back in the 80s and 90s, man, before they were major-ass cities. Really? You know what I'm saying? I, let me tell you something, man. It would get so dark there. So dark. Mm-hmm. And the horizon, I'm 100 miles from Birmingham, but I swear to you, it always seemed like there was just a little bit of a light change in the you know in the horizon from there but i don't even think that's possible mm. by you know the curvature of the earth but mm. that was just the way it was so dark you could really? not see your hand in front of you oh wow but when you looked up bro mm. it was amazing you can see really? the depth you can see everything yeah. you can literally tell that there is a lot out there yeah now like you said that is a very interesting thing that you said by blotting out the freaking skyline. That's just another fucking advertising move, bro. Yeah. To keep you from wondering what's out there, to keep you wondering and worrying about what's down here. Exactly. Even though it really doesn't matter if you worry about what's out there. But the thing is, you still were our experience as far as our life, our meaning, our reason to be here has been blotted all the way down to whatever's yeah. in front Materialism. of you. Yeah, exactly. Religion went down the toilet because you can't see the stars, you can't see, you know, yeah. envision all the stuff that they probably did. All the things, a lot of things are going to shit because you can't see the sky. Yeah. Imagine that, dude. People yeah. out there that have been born in the city, raised in a city, have never went out and just looked up and said to themselves, oh my God, mm-hmm. there is just a thin little veil covering us up that, that mm-hmm. we would just be mass exodus. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? If yeah. one thing goes wrong. Oh, yeah. As we're screaming at 20,000 miles per hour, just hurling through space. Hurling. It's just like... With I another big-ass bowler circling us. And I think if like we could look Damn. up and see all that, I think it would really put things into perspective for mankind a little bit better than what it is. And the things that people get obsessed with, like reality TV show moms and, and, and their oh, yeah. stupidity, it just gets washed away in the amazing universe that's above us. You know, it just just you existing right now you're you're conscious of like everybody who's listening to us right now you mm-hmm. exist even though you shouldn't exist that's true if i mean the numbers didn't come to the right spot i mean so many little things could have happened to where you know th- there would no be there would be no shots there would be no anybody i mean just a little thing changes and i think people need to ponder that a little bit more and understand how amazing they really are. Didn't I hear you say one time that there was a guy that was doing a study to, to figure out if we were just a software program? Oh, yeah. Like the Matrix? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> hear me out. Imagine. Okay. <laughs> I love doing imagine scenarios. So yeah. I want to try to imagine a laser beam, right? Okay. And it's hitting a piece of plastic or some sort of acrylic, like a DVD. Okay. Right? The light is still going to scatter. To a certain point, right? Mm, okay. As it's hitting whatever to create whatever illusion that's in front of us or whatnot. What if that is just the radio background that they can see in space? 
is the the end of the laser beam. In the other direction, it's the end of the laser beam. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The only can see so far because yeah. the laser beam that is in the software as we're reading. Yeah. That's as far as we're ever going to be able to see as it's being populated in front of us right now. Oh, that's kind of yeah. That's kind of a yeah. wild ass trippy way to look at it. But imagine, dude, that's how we get music. The yeah. laser beam goes down; it's being refracted all over the place, and we have something that knows how to see it and read it and read the code. You yeah. know? Well, there's they they said that there's evidence to show that we are in a program of sorts, mm-hmm. and if we are in like sort of a, like a matrix, like they always refer to. There's going to be glitches every now and then in the matrix. It's inevitable. There's no perfect program out there. It's always going to have a glitch here and there. And I think sometimes maybe people are seeing those glitches in the matrix. Well, they need to put out the freaking uh, the patch. <laughs> they, need to, they need to put out the patch <laughs> that makes us say Captain Crunch instead of Cap'n. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Please patch that. Seriously. I'm tired of calling it Captain Crunch now. Yeah. Everybody start calling it Cap'n <laughs> Crunch, damn it. Stop misreading stuff. Okay, so there's a book that people should go check out. It's called Ready Player One. Okay. And it's a phenomenal book. It's about uh, this dystopian future where the whole world just plugs into basically the internet into a virtual world to oh, escape no. reality. And people have jobs in this virtual reality and they're making real money and they do everything from it. And uh, that's kind of like the internet. That's where we're headed. I mean, I think like this whole Pokemon Go thing. Oh, Jesus. That's the you first talking, step. Didn't some kids get like die? Fell off a cliff or some shit. They, I don't know if they died. I'm serious. Yeah. I heard some incident where there yeah. was two grown-ups. They were yeah. drunk. Yeah. They were drunk playing Pokemon Go, Go. walked right off a fucking cliff, oh, yeah. trying to gather little mana crystals or yeah. something. No, they're trying to grab the Pokemon. Who's the asshole that makes it run off a cliff I knowing know. that you're they're going to follow attention. it? It's just, I think, because that, that game runs on, um, it has an augmented reality. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's the first step towards a fully augmented reality where we're wearing like glasses or something. Uh, that's what I was thinking about. Imagine if you were wearing the friggin' VR, oh, the geez. virtual reality. Yeah. You're chasing a goddamn Pokemon <laughs> down the fucking street. That's just holy <laughs> shit. Why? <laughs> yeah. Is that where we are? I mean, isn't that okay? This is the thing, man. I watch my kids and they're playing with their toys and stuff, and he's like, ah, boom, blowing shit yeah. up, you know, and hitting dinosaurs with eating people is he visually in his mind i don't remember doing that as a kid which a study shows that a lot of psychopaths Mm. don't do that when they're a child that's good but i don't really remember doing that so i I can't really pull from a you know maybe i was a bad year but either way i see them doing that are they visualizing like explosions and people getting shredded by dinosaurs i I don't know know. i don't think about shredded but they probably like are imagining like Kind of like when the dogs hit a chew toy and they're chewing on it. That's probably what they're imagining. Nothing too bloody or gory. But the thing with all these videos. Or is games, it just guy, dinosaur, guy, die? <laughs> yeah. The guy always dies when he goes against <laughs> the dinosaur with Jace, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Jace, hey, you can't play on his soft heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're gonna die. But go ahead. But, I mean, it's. I think what ends up happening is people become dissatisfied with the world around them. They look at things going on. And they look at how hard and cruel life can be. And then that's when sometimes people can lose themselves in video games. Like uh, for like World of Warcraft. Like for me. Like life is hard. It is not easy. Yeah, it definitely is you know? not easy. And uh, you have this opportunity to lose yourself in this virtual reality world or make-believe world where 
you know, you can be the hero or you can be somebody incredible and oh amazing. Oh, God, dude. And you just want to lose yourself in that world because you feel more rewarded. It's digital Xanax. Yeah. You know, in the real world, you go to work and, you know, you've got a, you know, a boss who doesn't like you and he's yelling at you every day. And then you've got all these demanding things on you. And then you come now home. Now I can go kill a big ogre. And na- Yeah. And then <laughs> you, you know can come saying? home. I yeah. come home with my freaking shining armor and my yeah. noble steed and ride out and slay a big giant. Yeah. Or go with like go. a group of 40 people and go take on this, you know. 40 other people that are yeah. ready to suck start nine mils the next yeah. day if they have to deal <laughs> with another customer. Yeah. And it's like I see the appeal of these video games, especially for kids, because, I mean, look at how cruel kids can be Damn. and what they have to deal with at Especially school with this social media shit oh, man thought, oh dude. man they do not lighten up yeah either. no they can't so they don't they've never experienced anything no. like that so it's not we didn't no no we didn't have to like dude go if home. you made fun of somebody in my school damn everybody fucking found out about that real quick yeah you, but then you, you may, could go home you may have about a three-hour head start yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying by the time if i look at it and i say um, I hope nobody's name is Jeffrey, but Jeffrey's fat. You know what I'm saying? And the yeah. next thing you know, I take off running home. Yeah. Two hours later, Jeffrey's going to know I caught him fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to ante up to the marker. Yeah. With this day and age, dude, everybody, so many people can sit there and just comment, comment, and make it, make oh, yeah. it, make it. You don't even know who these people are, but they're no. just hating, you know, just spilling their hate on Oh, them. and they're just like incredibly cruel to each other like they're telling kids I mean kids have committed suicide because of the stuff online knowing damn well the only reason why they're doing it is because they hate their fucking life well not only well (laughs) not just that but there's such a disconnect from that other person that they're attacking because it doesn't feel real yeah it's a computer yeah they don't they're just being shitheads and they're just doing these but you things. would assume you know damn well if you're one of those guys that spill hatred online you know you've gotten it back at yourself oh, how yeah. did you feel about it or is it just brick wall built and you don't even feel it anymore even though the other person on the other receiving end of your other conversation may be you know getting tore apart by your remarks it's going to affect you i mean no matter what somebody says it's going to affect you to a point yeah nobody can can be thrown that much hatred and cruelty and then not even be affected by it. I mean, that's impossible. Well, cyber bullies can go fuck themselves. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And then the other thing too is parents need to be raising children in a way to deal with that. We need to stop trying to stop bullying because that's never going to happen. Oh, you're talking about just train them to be able to let it roll right off their sleeve? Teach your children to deal with the bullies because bullies bullies will always be there. In one form or another. They're never going to go away. I don't care what you do. You can make bullying illegal. Fine. Go ahead. Attach a prison sentence to it. It's still going to be there. Man, would suck. That would be a bad world to live in. Because if you if you do the bullying... Oh, man. God, can you imagine being on the committee having to vote for that? Yeah. If, yeah, if I, I mean, say yes to this right now, then bullying could possibly go away. But if I say no... It's never going to. Then go maybe away. it even makes them go even higher because they believe that they have more right. I don't know some bullshit Mur- yeah. like that. But murder you know is I'm illegal saying. right now. Murder is illegal. Drugs are illegal. People still murder. Rape People is still illegal. Smoke weed. Yeah. Well, that shit's starting to become legal. But either way, <laughs> which it should be legal. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, I know it's, what it's, freaking thinks. Come if on, anything, bro. alcohol should be illegal because of the damage that it can do, and marijuana should be legal yeah. because of the, of the lack of damage that it can do. Yeah. I mean, there is no. I mean, it just doesn't do it. The only part of marijuana that can be harmful is the inhalation of the smoke into the lungs. That's it. 
Yeah, that and misjudging your freaking uh, how much you can smoke. I can tell you that right now. That could be somewhat dangerous for a short period of time. Uh, but to be honest with you, man, I've smoked weed before. You know, I've, so been, I. I've been high as a bird trying yeah. to drive a car. Not going, son. Yeah. And you, you're scared. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you're drunk. Yeah. When you're drunk, you're just, bah, get yeah. it home. Just driving a you know $2,500 pound yeah. Yeah. chunk of steel barreling down the road you know just because gravity's allowing it to stick to this ball yeah. oh god but, but if on you're weed, stoned, but yeah. on weed babe when you're freaking too high to drive you're <laughs> like i could just go to sleep no when you you're know, high so you can make a con a conscious yeah. decision yeah you know you're like oh nope i'm not driving when you're when you're when you're drunk bro you do decision making is yeah. the first thing that goes out the oh, window yeah. When you're high, you're waiting for the stop sign to turn green. Not to mention extreme, not extreme paranoia, but when you're high, the paranoia is going to get you. When you're oh, yeah. drunk, you have no paranoia. You're no. just a freaking belligerent piece of shit. Yeah. So yeah, ban alcohol. I not think, yeah. not saying we need to, but man. Yeah. Legalize weed. Nobody needs to drink. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, if mm-hmm. I had the ability to smoke weed mm-hmm. instead of drinking, I wouldn't drink. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. At all, because that shit right there ruins your health. Oh yeah, kills brain cells. You get dumber over time. It kills your liver. You know, it will kill you. It's destroyed families. You know, it turns people into violent people. It brings out the worst. It, it bring, does. I mean, it's just alcohol is just bad all around. Yeah. Either way, why can't we just be human? Why do we need these? That's the problem. Why do people need any type of thing that makes you lose consciousness of what's going on around you? Have we no. made this life too goddamn no. hard? I, I think come on bro look at the med look at the meds that are out there right now the okay. psychotropic drugs and all that stuff that make you okay, those are bad obviously but the people that aren't taking the psychotropic drugs are usually alcoholics or goddamn you know smoke weed well I think it's the people's perception of weed is bad I mean you think it's it's just nat- nature's natural antidepressant yeah. all animals consume uh what what would what is weed considered? It's not a psychedelic, but um, I'm pretty sure it's a psychedelic. Well, a minor one, but all animals consume those things in nature on a regular basis. If you just eat straight raw pot, I don't think you get fucked up, do you? I I don't think so. I but, probably wouldn't try it. But <laughs> That's there's, all there is to it. there's YouTube videos of of like I think one of them is like a panther and he's eating some uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Okay. And all of a sudden that panther just chills out and stops and he's starting to look around. I think psychedelics are a natural part of the human experience that has been removed in an artificial manner by our society to get you to buy well to get you to buy their pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. which have i mean every single if you start looking at every single civilization that's ever existed psychedelics were uh integral part of their religion and of their society for the egyptian it was the uh the blue lotus it was a lotus plant and, and it got them messed up. Yeah, it was a it was a psychotropic. They, they used psychedelics to connect to their higher selves huh. and to communicate with God. Um, there's a lot of uh, research that talks about like the original sacrament consumed by the early Christians was actually a psychedelic mushroom. Well, aren't they saying that uh, the burning bush, the burning was because bird, he was acacia. taking yeah acacia, the psychotropic yeah. drug or something yeah. like that. And I think what that has to do with, this is my own personal theory, is that human consciousness can be tuned in like a radio, like yeah. an old school you know, dial radio. 
but the only way to change the channel is to use psychedelic drugs and that will tune you into a different oh, reality God. that actually exists so you're essentially saying when you're sober <laughs> you're tuned into one reality you're tuned into one reality but in, in a sense sugar's a drug as well it has an effect mm-hmm. on us so you're in a different reality but how can we be in multiple realities at one time I think what it is is that kind of that kind of kills that entire theory, no, right? You're, it's your you're ability. Switching. Come on, bro. It's your ability to perceive what is already there. That's what it is. Oh, so you just sense one more thing once you're mm-hmm. on it, and one more thing. It's like, uh, for instance, if plasma-based life forms are real, okay. if they exist, uh-huh. then they have an innate ability to change their density or to be of a different kind of density. And if you take psychedelic drugs. Maybe that changes your ability to, to see, see them. the density. Because almost everybody who takes strong psychedelic drugs, uh-huh. for instance, DMT, they're not having different experiences. The people who take DMT, you can look into Rick Strassman's work out of the, the University of New Mexico, and there's a documentary called DMT, The Spirit Molecule. It's on Netflix. What? Watch this shit. Well, that's coming down the pipe soon. Um, Where do they get DMT from? It's a natural occurring uh, enzyme or molecule in the human body. It's produced out of the pineal gland in your brain. Oh, don't we get like a dose of DMT right when you're being born or something like yeah. that? Yeah, when you're born, when Is you die. Is that what die, that movie Lucy's based off of? I don't think so. DMT, you know, you know what movie yeah. I'm talking about, Lucy? Yeah. You know, because they say that you get like a bang of it and it's supposed to get, yeah. you know, kickstart everything in the gear right yeah. at inception or something. I don't know. No. Um, but uh, DMT is naturally produced in the body out of the pineal gland. And mass quantities are produced when you're born and when you die and also during uh, heightened spiritual experiences. And those can be induced by DMT. DMT. You can take it orally. God, can you imagine that you take DMT one time, next thing you know, you got some spirit animal yeah. hovering over you saying, about fucking time, bro. Well, <laughs> This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to do next. Yeah. Forget about that. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah. God, dude. You'd be yeah. on DMT every day. Do you know, what's a <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. I did what you said. Yeah. Shot that guy right over here. Mm. See, that's where the DMT's going bad if it happens that way. Well, If it's telling you to murk yeah, people. No. Freaking, you think about that, I haven't bro. heard any stories of that. But one I of think the, they call that methamphetamine. Yeah. But either way, with the DMT, if it's just like you know your little spirit animal is like, yeah. hey, man, you might want to get your ass in gear if yeah. you're going to reach it to this tree and see the owl. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the craziest story I heard of a man who uh, he had lung cancer and it was terminal. Yeah. And he, he was on a, a different uh, podcast and I was listening to his story. Oh, God. And so this dude knows he's marking time. Yeah. So he decides to go down into uh, Peru in, and visit a shaman and then drink ayahuasca, which is a beverage that they make that's uh, DMT rich. Okay. He takes it and then he just gets, I mean, he's high off his ass and he's seeing these geometric patterns that oh, no. in different colors and then he looks down at his own chest and he's looking in and he can see inside into his lungs and he sees this black sticky gunk in his lungs this dude's seen at the molecular level or something I don't know well he reaches in and then starts to pull out this black icky gunk and and clearing his lungs out in, in this vision that uh-huh. he's having and then, you know, after, you know, it, he finally kind of just, you know, passes out or whatever. And then he, he wakes up and he goes back home and he goes to in for his checkup to see where he's at. And cancer free. There's no more cancer. Get the fuck out of here, man. I knew it was coming. Yeah. 
And so uh, this dude does a DMT trip, wigs the fuck out, starts yeah. ripping cancer out of his own damn chest. And that's in and, his spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's and, amazing. And, and I, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm not the guy that's yeah. going to look at you and say, bullshit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I will not write stuff like that off. I don't know. I still believe there's different planes or different um, realms realms yep. around us, yeah. all around us. Go look up uh, the YouTube uh, videos of Terrence McKenna. You want proof that there's more out there that you can't see? Infrared. Yeah. That's instant proof that there's shit that you cannot see. Accept it, folks. Yeah. There's things around us, trillions of things around us yeah. that we cannot see. Every other civilization was very comfortable with the idea of the spirit world being here with us. Yeah. But for some reason, our society has taken the spiritualness, our connection to our ancestors, our connection to God, and kind of made it separate. And well, yeah, you don't want to think that your freaking grandfather's in there watching you bang your wife. <laughs> <laughs> because if you believe they're on the same yeah. plane, you're probably going to be under the well, sheets yeah. and it gets too hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all there is to it. But people it, want to yeah. get freaky in the bed, man. They don't want to think their grandparents are watching them going, well, yeah. damn, he's he's doing that right. Yeah, or yeah. damn, you know, damn, son, you can't do that worth a damn. Or, so, you know, just critiquing you. Yeah. Imagine that monkey on your back. You'd be yeah. screwed. Population, human population, <laughs> down to nothing. But, uh, yeah, our connection to that spirit world is has been, I don't know, eliminated from our society. It's something I've thought about on occasion. And it's like, how do you reconnect to that? But that's... That's my ideas. Maybe I can go into that in some other podcast, more depth. You no, know, back in the day when I used to smoke weed, a long time ago. Back long when I was time a, ago, back yeah. when I was a young lad. Yeah. And oh man, I had some wild, really wild experiences. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ones where you're, you know, you're looking at one thing and you're experiencing everything's in like a snapshot photo. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a Polaroid snapping. Really? Through. You oh, never did any insane. acid or anything like that? Uh, may have been laced. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, um, but either way, that yeah. Was my favorite drug. Was no, acid. dude, it was literally Truth. to the point to where if I was laughing, I, it was just like, uh, 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 it was almost like in bits. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. It is almost like you were seeing digitally, mm. and uh, you know everything was just jacked up or something. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. Never experienced that, but once. I think and I'm pretty sure that was laced, but still. Yeah. I think society could really use the introspective nature of psychedelics uh-huh. they need i think that could be very helpful to society because right now society i mean there's too many douchebags and dickheads and and you know a-holes running around and there's nothing that's forcing them to look at themselves and and face who they are and how they're affecting other people and i think psychedelic drugs could really help with that it's in like a therapy type thing. Yeah, and they're I mean, using you it. think about it, man. If you legalized shrooms, <laughs> damn. You, you know everything I've been everything I've been told is you need to be with somebody you trust. Yeah, and you have to be pretty much locked down because yeah. you will go out there butt naked, screaming and hollering. I mean, can well, you imagine? Bad, but yeah, you know, two or three neighbors. If it was legal, they all get fucked up on shrooms, and they don't know the neighbor across from me, and both of you run out the door screaming. Bats are trying well, to kill it's you. Like, uh, you know well, what I'm saying? Next thing you know, there, it's a cat fight butt naked in the front yard between you and your neighbor. Well, that happens with alcohol. Not as much. Not well. <laughs> guns whole, are involved with alcohol. They have a website with weed, dedicated you would just be smacking it. a freaking bat trying to you know suck your blood out of your neck. And, uh, and, but it's just your neighbor. 
You know what I'm saying? Thinking <laughs> uh, you're a zombie that, yeah. trying to get her. Yeah, it's not that bad, but but uh, that would be pretty. That would be a bad I mean, day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can't legalize psychedelics like that. Not the yeah. heavy ones. Not the heavy but ones. But I could see a prescription, possibly. I, I think treatment with psychedelics. Doctor prescribed. This man yeah. needs to get in touch with himself. Ma'am, well, you're too uptight. You're a freaking. You're you're too uptight. That's why you can't. You know, get a good man. Do you know who they're using it to help right Take now? Take these shrooms. Doom. Now she's on freaking. Uh, yeah. What is it? Farmers.com. Trying to find a farmer. <laughs> she just did DMT. Found do you, herself. Yeah. Do you know who they're using psychedelics right now to treat? War vets. Mm-hmm. With I PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. They're using psychedelics to treat them. There was a test, or not test, but there was a eval. People had to sign up for it, right? And then you had to have so much. They, they. I think uh, I may have heard that on Rogan's yeah. podcast where they were talking about they put a lot of oh, extensive yeah. time into, um, and it's working. And I bet. Yeah, Holy and with shit, cancer man. patients, too. Didn't they say that there was one where you take it, you experience something that is absolutely horrific, what you go through, you explain what you went through, and by the time you get done, it's like rewritten everything that the yeah. brain thought had happened yeah. to the point where it's not even a big deal anymore. Yeah. Because if you think about it, that is kind of an interesting thing. If you take a memory and you know bring it surface that memory again while a drug is there to numb your current experience then wouldn't it when it's bedding that memory back down write mm-hmm. it so that it's dead so it's not as hard on mm-hmm. you as it was that makes sense to me yeah i mean if if the if memories are digital if that makes sense and when it picks it up mm-hmm. to read it the drug that you're taking right now deadens it and it goes back down and it's rewritten as dead mm. and so by the time the drug wears off you wake back up the next day mm. you know computer rebooted and you go through your dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying now it's a dead memory it's not that big of a deal i think what I remember it being, because I heard it in a few different podcasts and, and even an audiobook that I was listening to, but with the with the the soldiers who had PTSD, it forces them to relive the event, but yes, it, but in a safe environment while the drug is deadening the experience. Exactly, and so they're able to work through it. I know they have to, to take it. a pill like yeah. a day before they come in here and do it, or like yeah. 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, so that only kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, they and may have figured out the drug that you need to be on yeah. when you you know. But the thing is, you can't half-ass the experience. When they say, yeah. "I need you to relive the experience," oh, you got to relive yeah. that to the best of your ability to rewrite over all of the bad memories. And some of those experiences, guys, you think that you think you have to sign a waiver? Yeah. If you think about your marriage during this, it's going to be dull, and you lose your freaking husband. You mm-hmm. better think about that experience and might not want to go through a life yeah. history. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, you're just dead. And what I can't understand, it's like, okay, marijuana, mm-hmm. schedule one drug. Okay. Uh, psychedelics, schedule one drugs. Yes. Yet, they, that classification is for things that are not supposed to have any sort of medicinal purposes or uses. And that they're just straight up dangerous. Yet, they're used on a daily basis to help people. And they can be used to change people's lives for the better it's like why aren't we looking more into this and working with this they are they are looking more into uh, it bro but it's only until come very on man the recently. past three years three four five years exactly three years so much progress has been made towards it we've been looking at this stuff for three years finally okay, how long does it generally take for a medicine to go from conception to approval on the from the fda approval to the counter depends on the drug pretty sure they say it's between five and ten years depends 
like um, with this new vaccine that they had come out for the Zika virus, which is actually now being tied to a herbicide created by Monsanto. But with that particular vaccine, get out of here! Come on, not man. even kidding. Look Are you into serious? It. Not even kidding. Now okay, it's being so, tied. <laughs> so the vaccine is an herbicide? No, no, no. Oh, okay, the Zika got virus. Got it. That they created the vaccine for. Oh no. Okay, they looked back at the Zika virus, and now what it's looking like it's being tied to uh-huh. is an herbicide created by Monsantos that they sprayed into the waters in Brazil that caused the encephalitis, I think is what it's called, the shrinking, oh, the no. small brain. So the Zika virus not even might not even be a virus at all. It might be a side effect of an herbicide used in the waters in Brazil. Oh, God. Did you realize the amplifications of that? Allegedly. Okay, yeah. Let's <laughs> go ahead and allege the fuck out of so, that one. Research that because I started looking into that. <laughs> And oh. I was blown away by that, but I, that is I lost my point. I lost no, my point. there was a good point. It was called, um, shit, I lost your point, too. Me, too. I was it was good. Somewhere. I won't lie to you. Yeah, I, I was, was about to somewhere. throw all kinds of stuff about but, Zika uh, virus out. But, like yeah. I was Bill Nye, but no, I'm not yeah. going to anymore. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, wow. Where are we going these days, bro? Where are we know. going? Uh, I think what we're going to end up happening is Hillary Clinton's going to become president. Guaranteed. Uh, we are going to be, there will be increased rioting and division created amongst the people. True. And then we'll be moving towards a police state. Oh, God. You know that's coming, bro. Gearing that up. Oh. Yeah. There's so many documentaries out there that, um, what was it called? I think there's one that's literally called Police State. Yeah. That's oh, what they want. man. That's scary. Control. It's scary, man. In about so. two more years, I can tell you a story. Yeah. And about two years. I'll say it on the podcast in about two years. It's when you're allowed to? I have to? to wait, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> i got to wait two years. So either way, a pretty good story. Not about necessarily police state, but yeah. I think it's quite, quite interesting. Yeah. 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 About ready we, to call it there, Captain? I think so, yeah. It's kind of late. <laughs> we did that one good. Yeah. We're going to turn into pumpkins. There we go. All right, man. Let's wrap this up. Jesse, I hope you're doing good at your wedding. I hope you planned well. Yeah. Uh, bring an extra, you know, bag of freaking tissues because I know you're a little tear baby. Yeah. But either way, man, it was good seeing you. I'm glad you came over. It was a good yeah. time tonight. Pumpkins, we are. Yes. All right, man. Let's get it. Let's go.